Welcome to Unsuitable on Ray Radio, the award-winning financial services and business advisory podcast that challenges your old-school business practices and the traditional business suit culture. Our guests are industry professionals and experts who will challenge you to think beyond the suit and tie while offering you meaningful modern solutions to help you enhance your company's growth. I'm your host, Dave Kane. The workplace can be a dangerous place, and without the right training, education, policies, and procedures in place, you could be looking at workplace injuries, citations, fines, and damage reputations. Today's guest is well-versed when it comes to protecting companies and people from ensuring that common safety compliance measures have been implemented and managed to teaching employees the Combat Objective Battle-Ready Applications Self-Defense System for Personal Protection in the Workplace. Wayne Burley does it all. A trainer with MHS WorkSafe, Wayne brings more than 20 years of HR and work safety experience to his role, as well as 36 years of experience in defensive tactics instruction. He has a master's degree in fitness management from the United States Sports Academy. He was inducted into the United States Keto Federation Black Belt Hall of Fame. This guy means business. And on today's show, he's going to talk about what he's doing to protect both employers and their employees. Welcome to Unsuitable, Wayne. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Great. You know, I think in the history of uh, Unsuitable on Ray Radio, we've done about 185 episodes. You're the first Hall of Famer we've had on the show. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. <laughs> when did you uh, When did you jump into the Hall of Fame? It was just about a year ago uh, this month. Congratulations. And uh, what uh, were some of the attributes to get you uh, elected into the Hall? Well, I was uh, nominated uh, for outstanding contributions to the martial arts. Uh, and I guess if you've had a career that spanned you know, 35, 36 years, uh, at some point in time, you get recognized for that. So I went out to uh, Omaha, Nebraska and, and received the award there. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, and, we, and we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, uh, self-defense training, but I want to talk about some of the things that you do at MHS WorkSafe. Uh, tell me a little bit at first about wh where's MHS WorkSafe located? Where are you guys located at? We're located at in Yorksville, Ohio. Okay. Uh, we I'm the managing partner of MHS WorkSafe, and we're a division of MHS uh, Material Handling Specialist. Okay. Okay. Um, material handling specialists, they uh, do everything from selling and working on lift trucks, pallet jacks, racking, anything material handling. And I head up the, the training division. Great. Great. I want to talk about, uh, you work, uh, you guys work with uh, clients in three areas regarding OSHA, uh, compliance, consistency, and sustainability. And uh, I don't know if we, you know, we shared off Mike uh, a couple stories, but, uh, you know, Ray and Associates, the manufacturing segment, construction segment are two of our largest practice areas. In fact, uh, on the manufacturing front, we probably have more than uh, 400 uh, different uh, clients in various industries uh, of that area. So uh, a lot listeners in that space uh, to this program. So, uh, some of our discussion regarding OSHA will be uh, very uh, pertinent to our listeners. And, you know, let's talk about OSHA. You know, what, what's that? What's that organization? What? How do they? You know, manage the workplace, and and you're going to help us uh, uh, navigate that. 
Yeah, OSHA has been in existence, a federal program, since 1970, but a lot of companies, even today, uh, especially, we, we specialize in companies of a, around 150 or less employees, and they just don't have the resources. Uh, oftentimes, they don't understand what the regulations are. There's uh, about 18,000 regulations in the 1910 standard. So the Code of Federal Regulations, just like any other federal uh, uh, agency, it's very cumbersome. So what we do in terms of compliance, we help companies understand uh, what you need to have uh, done in your workplace in terms of training, who in your workplace needs it, how often do they need it, that that type of thing. And then we, we help them to be consistent in that uh, with policies, procedures. Oftentimes, your practices and your policies don't match up. So we, uh, if you say you're doing something, you need to be doing it, and we help coordinate that. And then we put the company on the, a path to sustainability. You have to be able to sustain those programs. So if I have a manufacturer or construction uh, industry, and we'll use those two industries, um, we, would, we would basically hire your company to, you know, come out, talk to us, uh, do some training, some ongoing training. It's not like, hey, come in, you know, once every five years, we need to see you frequently because stuff is changing. Right. I, I have clients that I... Uh, have on retainer, you know, once a month I'm on their site, whether we're doing a safety audit or doing safety training. It all starts with the hazard assessment. And the hazard assessment is going to take us down the path of helping them understand what their personal protective equipment needs are, uh, whether they need, for instance, lockout, tagout training, as well as uh, standard procedures, you know, standard operating procedures. You know, we like to tell stories on uh, unsuitable. Can you uh, again, change the name to protect the innocent, uh, if that's the case. But can you share some stories about some industrial accidents you've been involved in and maybe step back and say, hey, if you guys would have had that training, this may not have happened. Is there anything that comes to mind you can share with our listeners? I could share some experiences where um, a company, uh, you know, by not putting in the effort up front, you know, the pain of doing things correctly up front far exceeds the pain of, of not doing things and on the backside. And one company in particular that I've worked with, they had two injuries. They were hand injuries. One was a hand crush. The other one was an amputation of a finger. And uh, in both cases, both employees, they, they recovered. And, but those two injuries uh, are at the tune of $1.8 million for, for that company and counting. So if you would have put the measures in place, uh, machine guarding, uh, uh, lockout, takeout procedures, uh, they would have been you know, that, that far ahead. Uh, and you know, backing away from severe injuries, if I go into a facility and the fire extinguisher is blocked or it hasn't been inspected in the last month, if an OSHA compliance officer comes in and finds that, it's a $12,471 fine. So this isn't uh, parking ticket type money. This is big boy money. Big boy money. And if they have uh, 10 of those fire extinguishers, multiply that number by 10. So. And, yeah. Bixer, get the calculators. Let's see what we got there. Uh, OSHA, do they just have a tendency? Can they show up at any given moment? They can show up. And, and the way they do that is uh, they'll show up on site. And they'll ask to see a training record for okay. maybe your forklift, uh, three-year research. And if the company doesn't have and cannot produce those records, 
then it's going to open up an inspection. You know, you'd mentioned uh, in one of the the stories, one point eight million bucks of uh, of fines and penalties. It would seem to me that might be one on the low side because that was certainly an industry injury. What if there would have been a loss of life? What are some of the fines and and penalties you're seeing there? Well, it, it it's kind of across. You know, uh, if there is a death, sometimes there could be a death, and the the actual penalties are are quite low. It just depends on did the company do upfront what they needed to do? Did they provide training for individuals? Do they have the records of that training? Because accidents do happen in the workplace, irregardless of how well a company uh, implements their program, they can have an injury or, or they could have a death. So OSHA is going to come in and they're going to look at what, what was your training? You know, where's the records? Um, are you in compliance with the frequency of that training? And, and that's going to dictate a lot of where they go from there. Sure. And MH. As uh, WorkSafe, uh, one of the things uh, in in my notes, you guys uh, offer a workplace safety audit. Yes, uh, we will go in and do the audit. And typically, depending on the size of the the company, again, we're normally working with uh, companies up to 150 employees. Okay. That that audit's going to take around an hour, hour and a half, and then there's going to be a report on the backside. But that's going to give us a lot of information, and it's going to take us to. Uh, the, the training needs, and we're going to find the gaps. It's it's essentially a gap, a gap analysis. So you're looking for, you know, job hazard uh, and do the assessments and, and things like that? Yes, it starts with that job hazard assessment, which is that, that safety walk through that audit. And in many companies, they, they go about things uh, in reverse. They'll either have something happen and then they call call us in. Or After the fact, yeah. They, they want to go down a path and... They're they're just going down uh, and spending more money than they would need to if they would just have the assessment done up front. You know, we talked about the um, you know the three areas: um, compliance, consistency, and sustainability on the OSHA compliance. Talk about the pain of of the policies versus not doing. You know, what about understanding? You know, I want to kind of understand the cost of hesitation. Um, what if I'm not totally into this? Uh, what if my industry is is pretty uh, has a clean record? My company has a clean record. You know, I'm kind of hesitant to to go forward. What advice would you have for me? Well, there is a cost uh, to hesitation, and uh, if something does happen, I was just at a, a client uh, this week doing a shelter in place training, and one of the employees had been there for 48 years, and I asked him, "Have you ever had a tornado?" He goes, well, no, but but we did have one of the walls blow in one year. And uh, so I said, well, you had an event, but you just didn't have the injury. And the, the cost of hesitation is, it, it's kind of a victim mentality, if you will. Uh, it's not going to happen to me. If it does happen to me, it's not going to be that bad. And companies uh, need to get out of the victim mentality, and they need to understand that things can happen, things do happen. So you have to have a plan, and uh, you need to uh, implement that. And and don't hesitate to, to spend the few dollars up front to save you know thousands of dollars on the back end. You know, this is just a guess on my part, but the fact that that uh, your firm works with 
Uh, you know, your niche area is companies with 150 employees and less, and there's some smaller ones certainly in there. But, you know, the owners, the um, CEO, those guys are a lot of frontline. They're involved in the whirlwind, may be involved in the manufacturing process. It's probably an area they overlook. Is that maybe an area you're seeing? Yeah, sometimes they'll overlook, uh, you know, the safety. Um, a lot of times as a company grows, they do not bring the ancillary programs with it. Uh, a lot of people have to wear many hats. Uh, you don't have the resources. And I've been told actually uh, along those lines where, hey, you're the safety guy. You're the guy uh, we never think of, and, and but you're the guy we need the most. And uh, I actually had a plant manager tell me that. Yeah. You know, workplace violence, uh, every month, every week, we read something going on and you know, out there, part of violence. And I know you guys also do some, you know, workplace violence training, some self-defense. And you have this thing we had, had, had talked about in the opening about combat objective battle-ready application, also known as COBRA. Yes. And uh, workplace violence is, uh, you know, you have 18 times more chance of, of being um, killed in the workplace by violence than you do in a fire at the workplace. Because again, historically, we had fires, people died, and, and today we've, we do the training, we do the drills, we do all those things. Um, workplace violence is not a, an OSHA standard, but it falls under what they call the general duty clause. So it's kind of the catch-all. If, if it's not covered here, it's covered there. So uh, COBRA, I'm licensed uh, through uh, Cobra International out of Florida. I'm one of 150 instructors worldwide that's actually licensed to the Cobra brand. And uh, the, the combat objective battle-ready application, the key there is battle-ready application. So what we do is we work with individuals, groups, and, and corporations on personal safety and corporate safety. And it's not a martial arts uh, program. Uh, many of us are martial arts. We have martial arts backgrounds, but less than 2%, about 3%, 2% of the adult population seeks out personal safety. So what we do is uh, the, the battle-ready application, when you take a, a, a course or a, a program through us, whether it's team building, uh, whether it's an active shooter response uh, training, it could just be a ladies' night out. We have uh, about 11 different programs. Our, our newest program called CAP, it's Child Abduction Prevention. It was developed in Australia. I'm the second person in the United States to actually teach that program to a, to a group of kids. And it concentrates solely on anti-abduction, and it's a two-hour program. So when a person leaves one of our programs, no matter what it is, they're going to have applicable techniques available to them to use when they walk out the door. Way different than a, than a, a martial arts program that might take years to develop those same skill sets. You know, I want to go back to that, but uh, in preparation for today's uh, discussion, I went on your website, and there's a lot of cool things on your website regarding, you know, the, the Cobra and uh, some pretty interesting uh, stuff on there. Can you uh, share your website uh, with our listeners? I think they would enjoy going on there and, and maybe click on here in a few minutes when, when we do a uh, self-defense uh, demonstration. But what's your, what's your website? Uh, my website is cobradefensecanton.com. My website mirrors the, the corporate website out, out of Florida. So uh, cobradefensecanton.com. You'll find a lot of, you know, like I said, uh, really good information on there. Uh, 
So, Active shooter response. We're hearing that more and more in the workplace, in our schools, and that's an area that you do also train? Yeah, we, we do training. Uh, there's a 15-point checklist, if you will, that we go through if we're going to develop a plan for, for a company. And it's, it's, a, it's, it's just uh, another emergency response plan. It's like uh, shelter in place, uh, evacuation. Uh, you have hurricane plans. Well, we, a lot of companies don't have a plan. Uh, because it's a horrific event if it doesn't happen. They, do, they don't want to acknowledge that, hey, this could possibly happen. So, um, But yes, it's a, um, a program that we will come in and help develop a plan for a company where we actually do training, where we take people through reality-based scenarios. We get their adrenaline pumping, and we, ha- we help them to be able to, to uh, function under that kind of stress. So you're seeing more and more companies... Um Looking at that as far as part of their, you know, training, you know, here at Rain Associates, we have training in, you know, software, CRM, marketing, automation, you know, how to use the telephone. I think we know where to go if there's a tornado, but, you know, we don't have any uh, that I know of any training for active uh, shooter response. And at this time of year with the tax season and everything, you could have a person walk in and they may not be happy. Well, you had to bring that (laughs) up, didn't you? You know, uh, what do you think of that new tax act that, uh, you know, went into pack? Did that impact your uh, business much? Uh, It didn't impact my business personally uh, that much, but... uh, But you uh, heard enough of it, yeah. Absolutely. But that's interesting, Uh, uh, Bixler, get that on the uh, schedule, would you? There, uh, let's see what we can uh, we can do. A lot of companies, when they have that, is that mandatory training? It's it's it is for some companies. I've I've worked with um, you know manufacturing facilities, a lot of churches, yeah, um, soft targets. Uh, and then the other thing is companies that uh, have wellness initiatives, like uh, the well being of employees. Employees have a life outside of the of the company, right? right. And when you are at the restaurant, the movie theater, the airport the church, we give you a path and, and we allow, we empower the individual to take action. And you know, a, and, and yeah, off mic, you and I talked about, you know, some of the violence that has occurred with some of the rideshare programs. Mm-hmm. And certainly that's a awareness. You know, you talked about uh, whether it's a guy's night out or ladies night out, there's always a danger lurking. And I mm-hmm. think what your organization does is try to Try to help, uh, you know, our employees and, and your clients respond to that if, the best they can. Yeah. yeah, Cobra, we're real big on social media, and already there's been information put out through corporate on, you know, Uber drivers and whatnot, what to look for, what to expect, what they should be asking you, and, and whatnot, so... So there is that kind of, I mean, it, training is, it's safety training. It's safety training. So, uh, we, we have a lot of resources. We have an online college. So everything we teach is backed up on video. So at corporate, yeah. everything we teach is, yeah. is going to be on an online college. So. Have you ever done uh, a COBRA training uh, demonstration or self-defense uh, demonstration on a podcast? I, don't, I have not. <laughs> I don't know that it's ever been uh, tried before in the history of podcasting. You want to be a first? You want to try it? Let's do it. You know, we can, we'll see if we can find uh, somebody out in the hallway to come in. Okay. And uh, you can uh, demonstrate what you're doing. Uh, we have you on YouTube, so we can we can look at that. And I'll try to describe the 
act activity to our listening audience. So okay. um, let me see if we can get some. Oh, here comes a guy. He's our uh, product head of our production, Brad Cerconi. It's coming uh, ahead. So Brad has just stepped to the uh, front of the room. And uh, we'll we'll see if we can describe this. We we'll get the YouTube going now. Now Wayne Burley is going to uh, uh, going to do a demonstration, a self defense uh, demonstration. What do we got going here? Well, let's just do something simple. Uh, we're going to have uh, Brad. Uh, we're going to have you just put your hand on my chest. So one of the things, if somebody puts their hand on you, I want to. Uh, what we call we want to hands on chest. Yeah, I want to anchor. So if I if I trap here and I, oh boy. <laughs> so there's there's the move, and then maybe I just take one finger and I. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so that, okay. that, that would be right. uh, an All easy right. technique. So. Listen, uh, the finger bent way back. <laughs> I I was uh, I was voting for a little more bend there, but how how'd that feel, Brad? It, uh, it still works. It still works. <laughs> so okay, that's one move. Let's uh, what. A, what do we got well, next? You we, got something else? We we talk about uh, you know if say somebody would grab your wrist, you know they're going to pull you, and and maybe I don't want to be pulled, so I'll come to here and just bring Brad down there. So, <laughs> so that might be another technique. <laughs> yeah. All right. So so yeah, I think this is a wrap. <laughs> yeah. There was a there was a wrist turn. Now now let me let me just try to describe this. What if uh, Brad? What if you're walking down the street and somebody sneaks up? Uh, from behind Wayne, I'm sure you have a couple demonstrations. Yeah, so well, we could have maybe Brad put his. Yeah. This guy can kind of choke me. This way. Yes. So okay, Brad is I choking. Do this all the time. Brad like, is, usually, usually Brad is choking me. Guys, you got to see this. Go on YouTube. <laughs> so what we want to do here? We want to get our hooks into Brad, and and I'm just gonna so he can't choke me. I want him to try to bring his arm back up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So this gives me you know the time, and then maybe you know maybe we. Oh yeah. oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh <laughs> yeah! So and beautiful. And, and Brad has Brad has tears coming down his his face. So uh, oh, that Wayne, was good. That was pretty good. That was good. How's that feel? And it hurts. <laughs> our our techniques are designed to be simple. They have to be effective, and of course, you can make them as devastating if you need, as you need to. That's so. the word I might use. <laughs> devastated. You were devastated. So. Uh, again, uh, again, our guest has been Wayne Burley uh, from MHS WorkSafe in Cobra Training. And Wayne is from Uricksville, Ohio. Check out his website. Uh, thanks again for joining us today, Wayne. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Employers certainly have a variety of reasons to want to bring somebody like you into their business. And there are so many what-ifs out there. And through MHS WorkSafe and Cobra, you're doing a lot to make business a little safer. Thanks for sharing what you can do for our listeners. Thank you. And Brad's uh, arm is now in a sling and a neck brace, so it works. By the way, listeners, if you haven't liked or shared this episode, go ahead. I'll wait about five seconds so you can make that determination. Go ahead. Like it. Finally, don't forget to subscribe to Unsuitable on Ray Radio on iTunes or YouTube. Until next time, I'm Dave Kane, encouraging you to loosen up your tie and think outside the box. The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. 
Consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance. 